2022 has been an outstanding year for boutique fitness studios. Without exception, the many studios that I have worked with over the course of 2022 are seeing those pre-pandemic revenue numbers and attendance numbers. And in many cases, their businesses are outperforming even what they were achieving pre-COVID-19. And that is a serious cause for celebration. Throughout the year, my studio owners have told me how much this, this podcast has supported them in getting them to where they want to be with their business. So I thought it might be helpful and useful and fun to round up some of the top rated episodes and do a little bit of a recap with you today, sharing some of the best tips that I have shared with you all year. And that's what I'm going to do today with you inside of this podcast episode, the best of 2022 episodes of the Pilates Business Podcast. Well, hi there. I'm Sarah Glanfield. I'm a business and marketing strategist just for boutique fitness studio owners like you. If you're ready to be inspired and make a bigger impact, you're in the right place. All you need are a few key strategies, the right mindset, and some support along the way. Join me as I share the real-life insights that will help you grow a sustainable and profitable studio. This is the Pilates Business Podcast. Welcome back to the Pilates Business Podcast. I'm Saran and thanks so much for joining me here today. I am always so thrilled to hear from you listeners um, sharing with me what you've enjoyed hearing about, um, which episodes you have loved. And um, it's been really, it's always really fun to, to, to hear which ones really kind of resonate with you. And so I figured that given we're about to turn the page of that calendar into 2023, we would do a little bit of a recap and a bit of a look back to talk about some of those um, perhaps uh, topics that really um, many of you shared that they, that you had really enjoyed listening to and let me know either via email or via um, Instagram direct message or just by listening and I can see how many downloads and how many folks have been listening. And so I wanted to do a quick recap of some of the top tips episodes. Um, but I also um, want to share with you that a lot of the um, feedback I get is that you really enjoy listening to hearing a from directly from other studio owners about their businesses. Um, and so I am continuing to, um, plan out my, my content and, and my upcoming episodes for the Pilates business podcast for you. And I, and I am always looking for, um, uh, wonderful studio owners who are willing to be open and share their experience and their journey in the, in the Pilates world. Um, and I have got some really fun and wonderful guests coming up um, in the new year that I cannot wait for you to hear what they're going to be sharing with you. So I know those episodes are always a big, big hit. And we've had all sorts of guests come on and talk about all sorts of um, different experiences and share their insights over the course of the last year. Um, and so we've got lots and lots more of that to come um, because we know, I know that you know, hearing from other folks' experiences is a wonderful way to learn and be inspired for what you might be able to do one day or today in your business as well. Now, if you've been following me for any amount of time, you know, I kind of have this number one rule, this number one principle that I kind of stand by when I work with my studio owners and that I share with you here today. And that is that every business is unique. It's unique to you. And because of that, 
There is no one thing that every studio owner has to do to get the results that they want and need from their business. I really do believe that there is no cookie cutter solution or approach to building any business and especially not a business like yours that you have founded often in often most, most, most scenarios you have founded yourself and you have built up and you have designed it the way that you want to work with your clients, the way that you want to deliver your services. And I've had the honor of working with hundreds of studio owners over the course of 2022. And I, again, I am, it is blown me away to see how many of them are achieving unprecedented levels of success. And they're doing it by leveraging those tools and those strategies and those practices that are are unique and best for them in their studio businesses, right? And maybe that can feel a little bit scary um, to hear because wouldn't it be nice to just have one way to do things and just have like this one, <laughs> one formula that works? It's not the case. Unfortunately, we all have different skills and talents and resources and, uh, and visions of success for our business. Um, but what I do here often is one of the tools that um, my studio owners and much of our community tells me is um, super valuable. Is this super valuable? Is this podcast um, that you're listening to right now? And um, hearing weekly from myself and from other studio owners about how to build a business perhaps just turns on that part of your brain that perhaps might create that bit of inspiration for you, perhaps gets you a little bit more excited about the business side of the Pilates world and of the business that you are in. And I cannot tell you how happy it makes me that this podcast is reaching just so many listeners all around the world. We are global here at Spring 3 and we are global here at the Pilates Business Podcast. And um, you can just pop in your earbuds anytime and listen to this, any episode you want. And I do encourage you that if you are looking for a little bit of inspiration, just to go back through um, the, the, uh, the, the catalog there and find some topics that resonate with you, find some people perhaps that you'd like to be inspired by. Um, and I aim here on the podcast to give you just a little bit of actionable advice that might make a little bit of a difference in your business either today or in the future. All right. And when we take that little bit of guidance and that little bit of inspiration, and we put that together with some planning and some implementation and support and guidance from others, truly that's the combination that works so well for those studio owners that I work with. And that's when they start to achieve everything they want from their business and more. All right. Now I wanted to share with you today, the episodes that you have loved and to give a quick recap of what I talked about in those episodes here. So it's sort of like a, um, an, uh, a review of my, the, perhaps the very most, uh, top tips and the, what has been resonating with you the most. Okay. So the, the first episode that I want to share with you, this was the top rated in 2022 was and no surprise to me, um, was all about pricing. And it was episode 43 is, is your pricing working? And pricing is something that absolutely 100% comes up all the time with studio owners. And I know that when I work with studio owners, it's, it usually is, we review pricing. I review pricing with all of my studio owners because it's such a fundamental an important component of how you build your business and how you deliver your services, right? Now it's not the only thing you'll hear me say that a lot, but it is one of a, one of the tools that you can use to drive revenue in your business if you want to, right? And it can be that 
different, make the difference between generating the revenue you need to sustain your business and making a profit or seeing your studio fall short of those targets. So it's not unusual for studio owners to find themselves struggling with how to think about pricing, how to raise pricing. And, you know, pricing is really to do with, um, uh, it's a reflection really of the value that you deliver to your clients. And we have to make sure that whatever that level is, um, we want to make sure it's just right for your business, right? You don't want to price too high. You don't want to price too low. Just like Goldilocks, your price has to be just right. And in that episode, I talked about it. So there were a few things that came up. Number one was that your approach to, um, or perhaps I should put your, your mindset around money and how much of it exists in the world and how you think about and purchase has a tremendous impact and influence over the way that you price your services. And this is a very interesting topic. It's not something that I um, teach. It's not something that I um, am an expert in by any means, but an observation is that we tend to um, reflect back onto our business and onto our clients, the feeling that we have around money. And so if that is a feeling of scarcity, um, that there is not much around, um, then that often is a mindset that will put you in a place where you don't feel like, uh, or people don't often feel like that there is, they have the ability to increase their pricing or that people are, will use price as a reason to purchase. Right. And there is a temptation to use price to just buy new business as it were, where you may undercut your competition because you perhaps don't see yourself as the same value as others when in fact, perhaps you're delivering more value. Um, and so there's a lot tied up in that. Um, and, um, when I work with my studio owners inside the marketing intensive, we work through a lot of the value work that goes into designing a confident plan for how to market your studio and your pricing is part of your marketing. And so if we kind of work through these exercises to help understand your value and get confident in the value you deliver, and that can be utterly life-changing for many of the studio owners that I have, have been through the program. It really helps you to think about um, what you do slightly differently. And some, in some cases, kind of detach yourself from the actual price point, right? So we want to make sure that we have that right mindset around pricing to start with, right? Then the second part of this is that we want to make sure, obviously, naturally, that you have a profit margin built in. So we need to make sure we are um, uh, tracking expenses. We're able to understand how your expenses are impacting the cost of delivering your services. And we want to make sure we have a very healthy profit margin in there. And that requires you to get very comfortable with your numbers. So we're not just picking a number out of the sky. We are, we are pricing your services in a way that is sensible and that is smart and is guaranteed to create profit for yourself in your business. Okay. And the other part of this is, you know, over time, you will need to raise your prices, which means you will need to have those conversations about raising your prices. And that means you need to be able to communicate about what you do, the value of what you do, and why and when um, those price increases need to happen, right? And this has come up quite a bit recently. You know, this time, this sort of last six months, and, and we've seen um, inflation um, rising. It's somewhat plateauing now. Um, we are hoping perhaps we'll slip through and avoid a recession in parts of the world. Other parts of the world may not. Um, but what we know is that there is inflation around the world. 
which means that prices are rising. And so are the costs, um, that you are, um, uh, uh, that you're experiencing in your business. Okay. And so if you haven't, um, raised your prices, then now might be the time heading into the new year is an, is a good time to make some of these changes. It's a natural time of year for many people to, to raise their prices. And so, you know, life got really, got really expensive in 2022 for most people and prices won't come back down, even if inflation slows. Um, and so if you haven't raised your prices, don't overlook this. It's likely that your profit margin has been squeezed and we want to make sure that we are having a nice, healthy profit margin. Okay. So the key is if you are planning to raise your prices is to have a, be very clear in the communication. Um, don't shy away from having conversations with your clients about any changes in price. Being as clear as possible is absolutely critical. Okay. Absolutely critical. Okay. Okay. Moving on. So pricing is a big topic always. Um, and I talk about it a lot. It's something that we, um, are always thinking about and working on and, um, it's a big one. It's a big one. Don't, don't, don't avoid it. <laughs> it's an important part of your business, right? Now, the next best episode of 2022 was, um, episode 63, which is, um, all about the three big mistakes you're making with your intro offer. And your intro offer, it, it is a little bit tied to pricing. So again, I'm not surprised this is sort of top of the list, but um, this is where there is more to it though than the price point. And this is sort of what I talk about in this episode. And um, this is, your intro offer really is that opportunity to deliver an exceptional level of service to your clients and to demonstrate the value of what you do inside of your studio um, and of how incredible your community really is. And it's your opportunity to get someone so engaged and connected to what you do in your studio, to the classes that you offer, to the movement practice that you offer, that they're willing to take that leap from going from, from, going from perhaps just giving it a try to becoming a full-on member. And so there were three mistakes that I shared with you in this episode. And the first mistake was that studio owners often make it make their intro offer free or too deeply discounted. I know, I know. Um, giving the first session away for free is very, very common, right? You probably see it all the time and you probably have wondered, is it a good thing to do? You probably perhaps, maybe you've even done it. Maybe you are thinking about doing it. Maybe, maybe you're doing it right now. That's all good. But what I have seen having worked in this industry for the last 10 years and seeing all sorts of trends come and go, I start with looking at the data every single time. And every single time the data tells me that a free first class doesn't necessarily mean that you will be able to keep that client for the long term. Okay. And that in the long term, having a super discounted introductory offer or the wrong setup in the introductory offer will actually cost you in the long run. So we want to make sure that we are being really smart about the way that we price it and not just using price as the tool for generating new leads into our business, bringing more clients into our business. It's not just about the price, you guys. Okay. Now, the second big mistake that I see studio owners making with their intro offer is making it too limited, right? And what do I mean by that? Well, you may want these new clients to get a feel for what your studio offers. And if you provide a mix of different ways to access your sessions or 
Um, if you offer online or in person or one-on-one or group or different types of classes in your business, then you want to make sure your introductory offer gives them the ability to um, experience all of these options. Because what we want the introductory offer to do is to give them a taste of what it feels like to be your client, right? So if you've got equipment and mat classes, new clients should be able to try equipment and mat classes, for example. If you offer bar or yoga or TRX, then your offer should include access to all those types of classes too, okay? Your intro offer, I recommend, gives new clients access to most things. Now, I do know that that can get tricky when you're working with equipment. So we want to make sure that you have a plan for how to handle that during those first few sessions. So if, for example, you are going to require people to do um, a one-on-one session to assess them or to um, see whether they would be able to work in a group setting on equipment, which is smart and safe, um, then you want to make sure that you have an option for how you're going to progress them into a class to give them that plan ahead of time. Okay. So your intro offer, you want to make sure you're designing it in a way that um, creates a phenomenal experience for your clients. The third big intro offer mistake that studio owners make is only making it for a single session, a one-time visit. This is um, this is one of the sort of, I think, the bit of the letdowns of intro offers when if I see them around um, on, you know, in various places, if I visit a new studio and I check out their intro offer, I will say that the one-time um, session is uh, might be nice because it has like a low price point and perhaps lower value, lower, lower barriers to entry, which is one of the reasons we have an intro offer, but it doesn't usually give the client an opportunity to A, get any sort of results, B, get comfortable in your studio, um, or C, figure out how they can fit your classes into their routine, right? And it's more than likely that you might, um, you might want your clients to come more than once a week. You might want your clients to come multiple times a week, in which case you want to make them think about how they're going to build that habit from the early days. Okay. So that's the the biggest, one of the other, I should say the third big mistake I see. There's lots of ways to design an intro offer that works really well. It may be unique to your studio. And so it would be, it's, it's always, you want to make sure that you're thinking about that customer journey as you're designing your introductory offer. Okay. So for deeper detail on all of these mistakes that I see studio owners making with their intro offer, please, please, please go listen to the full episode, which I will be linking to in the show notes, but that was episode number 63. All right. All right. The final best of 2022 episode that I want to give you an overview of today was episode 65. This was a really big one actually. And it was all about how to optimize your studio business to overcome seasonality. I think this was um, very insightful for many studio owners um, to be, to to sort of um, uh, perhaps open up the possibility and the opportunities that exist with seasonality, because I know that we often dislike it. We kind of find it, it causes some, a little bit of um, uncertainty sometimes, um, perhaps causes a lot of change in our business over the course of the year that we would rather just not have to deal with. Um, wouldn't it be nice for everything to stay the same? <laughs> but um, we actually want to be able to step into that role of being very proactive around the way that our 
um, our customers and our clients um, behave over the course of the year and seek where opportunities exist to increase revenue, to increase retention, to attract new clients, right? And I'm sure that as studio owners, you have seen seasonality to your business. If you're tracking your numbers every month, you will see there are some months that every single year are just better or worse than others, right? And sometimes that is around the excitement of the holiday season that leads to people skipping and canceling and um, not making their classes that at the times they would usually make them. Or perhaps during the summer months, we often see a bit of a slowdown inside the studios. Um, and there are other parts of the year often that kind of interestingly can bring smaller class turnouts or can, on the other side of it, um, boost enrollment in other times of year. But there are lots of benefits to having a very steady stream of revenue in your business too, which we like. We like that a lot. And so we want to make sure that we are thinking ahead so we can be proactive in how we are supporting our business to have a very stable uh, level of revenue across the, and a very consistent level of revenue across the year. Okay. So number one is to create targeted season specific classes for the schedule. That was the first tip inside of this episode. And this is, means that you want to get into your schedule and you want to look at ways you can use your schedule, use your classes, add classes, adjust classes, adapt classes for the season. For example, take the summer months. One of the major contributors to low studio attendance during some parts of the summer or some parts of the year, in fact, is that school is out and parents have their kids at home and childcare becomes an issue. So to overcome that, perhaps you could create a mama me class for little ones to attend with their parents. Perhaps you could offer childcare in the studio for certain classes in your schedule. Once we open up this opportunity, this possibility, there are so many different options available to you that will be able to create very consistent attendance from your clients in your studio. Because of course, the more consistent your clients are, the more consistent your revenue is. Okay. So the important part of this is to be thinking ahead, knowing what parts of the year you see that seasonality and be creative with ways that you can support your clients to continue to attend. The second strategy includes incentivizing your, your members and your clients with seasonal pricing specials, right? So not only do, see, to, do some studios see a dip in class attendance from existing members, but you often will get a slowdown from new clients coming in as well. And so you want to make sure that you're being thoughtful about this and perhaps adjusting and adapting your introductory offer to... Um, to facilitate perhaps a little bit more engagement at certain times of the year. Okay. And you can use certain promotions, for example, perhaps a Black Friday promotion to promote specific um, packages that you really want people to buy versus having a deep discount or any discount across all packages. Okay. So you can get really smart with these seasonal promotions and encourage people to perhaps purchase higher commitment packages or longer term commitment packages. Okay. And my final tip from, from that episode was, um, to encourage attendance with challenges, seasonal workout challenges. Yeah, this is your opportunity to create buzz and excitement inside of your community, inside of your studio. 
And many of your clients will really enjoy this little challenge. You know, we know that your, your, your members, your clients, um, enjoy challenging themselves, being pushed that little bit further, trying that new exercise, um, and take, and stepping up in, in, in the movement practice. And the same often comes up. Sometimes that little competitive nature comes up and, and so giving them that concrete goal to, to work towards and hold them accountable and then reward them, um, can help them to create, can help them to, um, really bolster attendance, can help to create that buzz inside of the studio, which obviously is, um, really creates that excitement for everybody, um, including yourself. So seasonal slow periods are really an excellent time to create fun and engaging challenges that will um, keep your members active in your studio, but also create that buzz for you to be sharing about how incredible your community is on social media. Okay. So there you have it. A few of the top episodes from the Pilates Business Podcast in 2022. And like I mentioned, the episodes that I highlighted here today are linked in the show notes. And I really encourage you to go back and have a little listen to them to get a bit more insight and a bit more detail um, and actionable advice about those topics. Okay. And of course, these are just three of the episodes that I released from 2022. I put out a new episode every single week. I had some fantastic special guests um, join me this year who were were wonderful and open in sharing their insights, their recommendations, their advice um, from their own businesses or um, from other folks who are in the industry who had a lot to share that is interesting and insightful for all of you. So I would love to hear from you on what you think about the Pilates Business Podcast. I would be so grateful if you could take a minute to go and rate and review this podcast. And then once you've done that, I would love it if you could pop over into my Instagram DMs. And if you've got something that you want me to talk about, if you've got something that you want me to share, if you want someone you would like to hear from that you would, that, um, I would, I could invite onto the show, then let me know. I am open to all of it. Okay. So head on over to Instagram and let me know in the DMs or in the posts underneath my uh, weekly post that I share with the podcast, pop in there and share with me what you'd like to see. In fact, one of my members, um, did that and we had her on the show and we talked through some of those topics with her and it was super fun. So there you have it. The best of 2022. Um, this has been a phenomenal year for the podcast and I've been so, um, overwhelmed by all of your support and I would I want to continue to support you as you build and grow your businesses so like I said if you find this podcast helpful please look forward to more of the best coming your way as we head into 2023 but we're going to make it the best year you've ever had in your business together thanks again for listening. I hope this episode was helpful to you. It was fun for me to do a quick review. And if it was, please, please, please never miss another episode. Hit that follow or subscribe button wherever you listen to podcasts. Did you love this episode and want more? Head to spring3.com and check out my free resources that will help you run a profitable and fulfilling studio business. And before you go, one last reminder, There is no one way to do what you do, only your way. So whatever it is that you want to do, create or offer, you've got this. Thanks again for joining me today and have a wonderful rest of your day.